Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Fools for Christ with Kimmy Zeiler and Dan Boyd, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to our show. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, I'm Kimmy Zeiler, um, and with me is Daniel Boyd. Yeah, so just we're going to introduce ourselves because this is our first show. I'm the Director of Youth Ministry for the Diocese of Orlando. It's a fancy title, but basically all that means is that I serve and support the youth ministry leadership in the Diocese of Orlando, which is such a blessing. In my free time, I really enjoy reading and doing kind of creative stuff. Uh, I've always enjoyed like drawing and crafty kind of deal stuff. And then I'm also in an improv troupe. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know you were in an improv troupe. I kind (laughs) of wish I did. It's like an improv class. It's not really a troupe. We don't really perform. It's uh, so it's at Comedy Lab. Very offer classes. And so I'm all the way up through level three of improv classes. Nice. Super fun. Really great group of people over there. So my bachelor's degree was in theater, as you know, and I got my master's degree in theology at Franciscan University. And a fun thing about me is that when I was in high school, I dyed my hair blue, like all of it blue, not just like the tips or, you know, it was like full head blue. And I was so excited about it. It turned out gray, like this dark gray. And I loved it so much. Like a lot of women might've been like traumatized by that. I thought it was the coolest thing. I felt like I was in X-Men or something. Fair enough. Yeah, I think a lot of people wouldn't mind if they looked a little bit like Storm or Matt Marr. He's got a pretty cool look going. Yes, Matt Marr, definitely. Well, again, my name is Daniel. I'm the director of campus ministry at Bishop Moore Catholic High School in Orlando, Florida. And in a nutshell, my job is to help all 1,300 plus of our students to get to heaven and to fall in love with our Lord. I am from a pretty big family. I'm the fifth of eight children. I am currently married to a beautiful lady named Regina Boyd. In my free time, I like to brew beer. I think the best beer I have ever brewed is a Belgian triple, which I plan on recreating at some point in the future. I like to play the banjo, and I hope that if Mumford and Sons ever needs an extra banjo player, they will call (laughs) me. So maybe they're listening to this, and they'll be like, oh, we should give that guy a call. I also like finding mountains to climb, whether that's literal or figurative. I have climbed the most climbed mountain in the U.S., which is Mount Monadnock in the state of New Hampshire. My educational background, I have a bachelor's degree in Spanish from UCF. I taught Spanish uh, at at the high school level, and then I decided I really like this teaching thing. Let me learn more about God. So I went and studied theology at Boston College, and I'm currently working on a doctorate in educational leadership because I like schools quite a bit and I want to stay there for (laughs) the rest of my working life. A funny story about me is I always wear a life jacket when I go on a boat, even if the water is two feet deep. (laughs) And my friends make fun of me for that. Well, because a month before I was going to get married, I was sailing in the Atlantic Ocean and I fell off the boat and I almost drowned. I actually, uh, when the boat tipped over, I remember grabbing the life jackets as they were floating away and putting them back in the boat thinking, wouldn't want to lose these. Oh my god! Only 10 minutes later to be struggling for my life, wishing I had a life jacket. So now I always wear them and I all but insist that my friends wear them as well. Yeah. Right on. 
Well, and Dan and I met back about 10 years ago in college. Uh, Dan was president of the Catholic Campus Ministry of UCF in 2009 or 2010. 2008. I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> and Kimmy was president the in year after in 2009. Yeah. So shout out to the UCF Knights listening. Ooh. What? So today we're talking about New Year's resolutions. And how to make them stick because it is a pretty common experience to have great ideas New Year's Eve and then whenever you wake up the next day, fail to actually start those habits. Yeah. So we're going to look at some ways to make sure those habits stick. And then we're going to talk about some New Year's resolutions from a pretty famous guy. Yeah, pretty cool guy. So this is really interesting. I read an article about forming sticky habits. Uh, It's Dr. B.J. Fogg, if you've heard of him. But he he has this cool process. So he says that there are three things that trigger long-term behavioral change. Okay, so the three things are authentic motivation to change that habit or to make the habit. Um, two, simple actions that make the new habit easy to accomplish. Um, and three, a trigger that causes an action which leads to a reward. So three things. Let's just talk about the first one okay. first. Yeah. So the authentic motivation. Yeah. Right? So this is kind of like truly examining that habit. So like, okay, so the example that is given is like, I want to meditate for 20 minutes every day. Right? So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Good goal. Yeah. Um, I'd love to to have that that habit be more concrete in my life. I usually get a solid 15 minutes of prayer time in, but sometimes it's scattered, right. you know, different times of the day. So he's talking about wanting to meditate for 20 minutes every day. Um, and he says, what, what is my goal? He says what it is. Well, why is that my goal? So that I can clear my mind. Well, why is that important? Right. Well, it'll make me... A better person will make it'll make it easier for me to to do my job, to live my life. Why does that matter? I'll have more focus, less stress, greater creativity. And why does that matter? You know, and so he just goes on and on until he gets to a root. Okay, yeah, the the final cause, <laughs> if you will, of of the thing you want to do. Yeah, yeah. So what is that that root desire, and really um, figuring out what that is in your life and wanting. Um, wanting to make sure that that is that is what you focus on as your motivation, rather than just you know something surface level. Right. So uh, an inauthentic desire or an inauthentic motivation that might be um, something like you want to meditate because you saw Oprah do it, or you, <laughs> or you want to lose weight because you're unhappy with the way you look. And if you yeah. get to the root of that, you might realize the the issue is less. Not liking the way you look, but perhaps not understanding that you've got a whole lot more going on for you than perhaps not. Uh, you're, you're, you are more than just how you look. Mm-hmm. And so we have to examine a lot more of why we're doing something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. So let's do, can we do a little bit of that ourselves with our New Year's resolutions? Sure, yeah. What's your New Year's resolution? Right, let me let me come up with them real quick so I, so I don't sound like a slacker. Uh, no, actually, I, I do have one, although I don't think I, I phrased it in my mind as a New Year's resolution. So my goal this year is to finish my doctorate. Um, my, it's kind of a dream of mine for my grandfather to be on the stage when I get my doctorate and hand me my degree. He has his own PhD, and one of his dreams was for his kids or grandkids to get their, their doctorate. Uh, so 
he is 93 and uh, I'm hoping that I can get it done very quickly so that it's easier for him to, to come down and travel and, and confer the degree on me and whatnot. So uh, I would have to say, all right, what's my motivation for getting my doctorate? Mm -hmm. um, it's not just so that my grandfather can give it to me. Um, I'd have to say really at the heart of that is I feel like getting the doctorate helps me to do the work the Lord is calling me to. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. That's what helps me go to classes and mm -hmm. read books and stay up and write and that kind of thing. And understand having the preparation in educational leadership will help me to serve the church better and put myself at the really the utility of the bishop and the diocese to say, okay, what would you like me to do? How can I help you serve the people of God? Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that's an authentic motivation. I'm yeah. pretty happy with that. Yeah. So how about you? What are your New Year's resolutions? <laughs> well, I've only got one. I normally don't do New Year's resolutions, but this year I realized I really need to make a change. Um, so I'm working on writing a novel. Um, that's cool. What's the novel about? It's, uh, it's a fantasy teen novel. There are no vampires. Don't worry. Okay. It's more of a superhero type novel. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, and it's basically like I'm writing for my 16-year-old self. It's super fun. Um, and I just love the characters. I'm already 42,000 words in. So I'm already halfway. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and I realized at uh, end of last year that, you know, 40,000 more isn't that much more to go. No. Until I'm done. Yeah. With a pretty good transcript. And I can do that. I can do that in a year. And so it's, my New Year's resolution is devoting 10 hours every month to writing. Okay. And so I've gone through my calendar, have Saturdays or Sundays that I've blocked off as writing days. And I'm going to work towards that goal, you know five hours or 10 hours all in one, you know, whatever, whatever ends up working. But um, when I examine that motivation, writing for me is a way for me to be creative, mm -hmm. a way to use the talents God has given me in a way that brings me life and fulfillment. And so when I'm writing, like I recognize it in myself the next day, I'm so much happier and like my outlook on life is <laughs> so much less stress filled. Right. Um, because I've, I've used this other part of my brain that I don't get to use as often at work. And so, uh, it's, for me, it's a way for me to become more myself. And so that's my motivation of like, I want to be more of who God created me to be. And so I'm going to intentionally use this talent that he's given me and work towards this goal. I'm really happy that happy for you. That sounds like a, a really fun way to use your time. I mean, you never you never sad for someone when they say this thing I'm doing is helping me be more of myself, and, and that makes me feel more alive. It's great. So, if you were to apply Doctor Fogg's three steps, uh, it sounds like you already have a little bit. But what would be so? The first step is having authentic motivation, and you have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second step then is the simple actions that make the new habit easy to accomplish okay and the third one kind of goes along with it so right. let's tackle these two together the third one is a trigger that causes an action which leads to a reward um so these are like daily habitual okay things um so let's let's presuppose that i wanted my habit to be a daily one and so i wanted to write i think they recommend writing 30 minutes to an hour every day okay. for a writer and so if I wanted to make that part of my daily habit, which, you know what, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, 
I don't think it's possible for me. So right. I'm like kind of doubting that, which okay. is why I created a goal that I knew I could stick to yeah. for this New Year's. But if I wanted to do that, I would find something in my life that would act as a trigger. So something like coming home from work every day. Mm-hmm. I come home from work every day, you know? Yeah. And as soon as I Hopefully. open up my door, <laughs> yeah, I don't sleep here. I don't have a cot. But uh, as soon as I open up my door, that would be my trigger to sit down and write. Okay. Right? And then you have a reward. So in this case, my reward would be dinner. You know, sit down and write and then have dinner. Oh, okay. But it would be, he's talking about small steps. So I'm not talking about sitting down for half an hour every day and right. just like that being it. I have a trigger of a reward. It's just going to happen. This is like, well, the first week I'll sit down and I'll turn on my computer and then I'll have dinner. I'll like open up the file. Okay. So it's know? like the first link in a chain yeah. of behavior. Yeah. It's small steps. Okay. So one of the things they, they frequently say is like eating healthier. And so you want to eat an apple a day, right? Yeah. So you take the apple and you put it on the counter every day. I see. And that's your first step. Okay. So or, you even have to eat it as long as you're establishing the habit of first taking <laughs> out the, the apple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it would just be opening up the computer and opening up that file Okay. for the first week. And then writing for five minutes. So it's all, it seems that we're taking a, a very big action, something that almost might seem like a, an insurmountable task. Mm-hmm. And breaking that down into many smaller actions that to our mind at least are much more uh, easy to, to comprehend and to tackle anybody can take an apple out anybody can turn the computer on yeah. whereas you might think well writing for 30 minutes i don't even know how to start i don't know what i'll do well you start by turning the computer on and mm-hmm. how do you eat an apple you start by like putting it out on the counter so you see it mm-hmm. this reminds me of a couple things one i remember reading about one of our presidents who wanted to just make life easier for himself so that he could get more done. He wanted to become much more productive. And so he made as many micro decisions as he could to make life easier. So he knew he needed to to not waste time getting dressed in the morning. And so he only bought blue suits, did not own any other suit so that (laughs) that eliminated one decision during the day. That could distract him and yeah, so he could- could, He's an intelligent man. So he automatically had, he started this habit, Mm -hmm. there was a trigger, I guess you could say, put on a blue suit, dressing's done, and then he can go do something else. Uh, and when it's when I go running, if I'm really tired and I don't want to continue, let's say I'm yeah. trying to do a 15 mile run, which doesn't happen all that often, um, <laughs> and I'm at mile 10 and I think, oh, I, I really want to get to 15, but actually I really don't. I really like to go home and, yeah. and sit on the yeah, couch yeah, and yeah. do nothing for a while. Really so I trick myself and I say, all right, I'll go to mile 12 and then I'll quit. Knowing full well, when I get to mile 12, I can convince myself to keep going. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's a much easier thing to think of running two miles than it is to think of running five. Yeah. Yeah. So what's our third step? So, well, and that's all three. So that's then building upon that. So once you've established those three things, the authentic motivation, which we got, the simple actions, um, and the trigger, which leads to a reward. Once you've got those three things in place, then you just start to build the habit until you get to your goal. Okay. And so it's just incremental increases. So baby steps, just the starter steps to, um, to reach your goal, yeah. your ultimate goal. Um, so yeah, so with mine writing, five minutes of writing is not a big deal. And then moving that up to seven minutes of writing, 10 minutes of writing, you know? Right. Um, 
eating the apple. <laughs> I don't and know then, if you eat half the apple or the whole eat, apple. <laughs> I, would, I would eat a bar of chocolate afterward as my reward for eating an apple. And then I would slowly decrease the amount of chocolate I ate. <laughs> there you go. We're on to it now. No, but like running, if he says, put on your shoes. Yeah. And just for the first week, put on your shoes. Okay. And then walk for a minute. Right. And then you add another minute the next week. And okay. another minute the next week until you've got to the time that you want to be out moving your body and exercising. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad Dr. Fogg wrote such a clear article for us. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. So we've got a pretty famous guy who gave us some New Year's resolutions for 2016, so for the previous year. And his name is... Pope, Pope Francis. Francis! So he actually offered these to the people who work in the Vatican. But seeing as how that's just another way of saying the people who work for the church and the people who are in the church, <laughs> these are for everybody. Yes. So why don't we take a look at some of these, Kimmy? Yeah. And, and maybe come up with ways that we can break these down according to Dr. Fogg's three steps so that it's uh, these move from just being a dream to being an actionable plan. Yeah. So what's the first one he offered? He said, take care of your spiritual life, your relationship with God, because this is the backbone of everything we do and everything we are. Man. Yeah, I think every single one of us recognizes that instantly is something we need to do. So we probably don't need to to try to convince you that you should take care of your spiritual life a little bit more. It's not like anybody out there thinks like, no, I'm perfect. I, I don't need to do anything else. Um, My interior life is all aligned perfectly. Yeah. yeah like, oh. I want to meet you if you <laughs> if you've achieved yeah, that. Yeah, no, send us an email and let us know so that we can figure it out. We can bring you on the show. Yeah, you can teach us. Um, so I would say for this, the the authentic motivation is there, taking care of your spiritual life. That's good. So then, do establish a trigger activity, right? Yeah, that's the next step. So a trigger activity could be deciding. All right, as soon as I hear my alarm go off in the morning. Mm-hmm. I am going to, I know where I'm going to go in my house so that I can pray. And maybe the night mm-hmm. before, set out whatever it is you want to pray with. If you want to pray the rosary, make sure your rosary is out there. If you want to uh, read scripture, make sure that's out there yeah. or any other spiritual reading. And so for the, that first week, just go to that same spot and go and sit there. Um, and that's the, the first link in the chain of behavior that you need. Uh, and then you can just keep building from there, adding new things. Yeah. Um, and maybe the reward for yourself can be uh, a cup of coffee or a hot shower or a breakfast croissant. (laughs) Breakfast croissant. Oh, side note. I just came back from Israel, from the Holy Land. Did you? I did. And I'm sure more stories will come up over the weeks, but I need to tell you that they had the best chocolate croissants ever. Really? We had them every morning and I miss them. So have yourself a chocolate croissant. Yes, and especially if you're in pretend Israel. Pretend you're in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is the next resolution? Um, this one says, take care of your family life, giving your children and loved ones not just money, but most of all, your time, attention, and love. I feel like this one can be more difficult, depending on what your family life is like. Right. Because this can require almost very dramatic restructuring of the way your home works. If yeah. You have long-standing habits of everybody watching TV or everybody going off and doing their own thing, everybody going to their room and really not acting as a unit, but as a disintegrated household. It's going to require a lot of little steps. 
but luckily we already know that's the way to make this work. Yeah. So you might just pick one small area of family life and say, all right, we are, we're all going to eat together. Uh, and even if we don't feel like we can stay at the table for the whole time, work into it. So start with 10 minutes and then gradually work up to the whole time. Yeah. Well, and um, I know that you have, you and Regina have your family. Um, so you have your own family unit at home. But for those of us who are single like me, um, sometimes I like, I feel like just calling your parents and just having that connection with them and deciding on how frequently you want, like what the goal is, what the ideal is for you. For me, it would be um, talking with them every week and making sure that I know what, how their week has been and what's going on with them, what's going on with the rest of the family. And so making sure I have a solid 45 minutes to devote to them and to give my full attention to them. I would say every week, that's the kind of goal for me. And so how do I start with that? Giving them a five minute phone call. Yeah, build up to 45. <laughs> yeah, and, and making sure that I have that, um, that time set aside, that initial time set aside. Right. And so making sure you can establish those those small steps, the micro steps necessary so that that habit sticks and doesn't just go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's another one that he gives us? I am going to point out one that's one of my favorites, and that is not that it's my favorite thing to do, um, <laughs> but watch out for anger that can lead to vengeance, for mm -hmm. laziness that leads to existential euthanasia, for pointing the finger at others, which leads to pride, and for complaining continually, which leads to desperation. That's like three in one. That's not fair. Yeah, no, yeah that's, that's a mouthful there. <laughs> um, but a, a quote which I can't quite ever forget is from uh, Oscar Wilde. And he said, some people bring joy wherever they go. Or some people cause joy wherever they go. Mm. Others, whenever they go. and. This is a bit of a litany of yeah. like, you can be one type of person or the other. Like if you're lazy, if you point a finger, if you're pride, prideful, if you complain constantly, you're the type of person who spreads joy whenever you go. People are like, <laughs> thank goodness that guy's gone. And so to me, this is just a list of how to become the type of person that other people want to be around. Wow. And this, this is a long list and I'll probably spend a, a life time working on this but even just the first one watch out for anger that can lead to vengeance um, i love the the closing prayer or perhaps the closing prayer it's the reading rather from i think wednesday or thursday night prayer yeah uh it says never let the sun go down on your anger mm -hmm. um, and so my wife and i actually developed a habit where every night before we fall asleep we ask each other for forgiveness for every single thing we've done that day yeah that has hurt them uh, and then if we can think of anything specifically, we mentioned that um, and ask for forgiveness, recognizing forgiveness might not uh, might not come about immediately. It might be a little bit of a process, but at least starting that so that nothing can ever fester in our marriage. That we can't ever have this sense of, of anger, of hurt, of vengeance that mm. grows without being addressed. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that can also be achieved, like looking at that, that anger or or even the other things, the laziness or the complaining, um, all things that are so easy to fall into and just perpetuate if we don't recognize them in ourselves and cut them off, you know, at the root when we right. start. Um, another thing is the prayer of examine. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if that were something, like if this were a New Year's resolution you wanted to take on, starting a prayer of examine every day. And so prayer of examine is... Um, 
same as Loyola's way to just evaluate your day. And he says it can't take more than 15 minutes, right. which I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just um, taking the time to look at this is what went well. This is what didn't. This is uh, what brought me closer to God today. This is when I fell further away. Right. And um, and recognizing that and turning it all over to God again. And so it's a understanding of who we are again and again every day, recognizing um, where we're at in our relationship with God. Right. And so I actually um, developed that habit a couple of years ago. Um, I think I had developed that in 2015. It was um, my way to deal with stress. And so as I left work every day, I did my prayer exam. Huh. And so, it's a good way to spend the car ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, where I was working, I was living where I was working. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I actually cleaned the dishes while I did it. Oh. So two things in one, I started cleaning up my home yeah. and my exterior space. And then I was also cleaning up my interior by doing the prayer exam and recognizing where I was at every day. Right. Yeah. For me, I know it's, it's a great way of identifying places where I habitually turn away from the Lord. The Lord offers me an opportunity to work with him and mm-hmm. grow. But... I turn away and I choose something else instead. I, I don't give God all of my life and hold me back something. So they're little opportunities to to turn back to God and draw near to him and allow him to become the Lord, not just of parts of my life, but of my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen. Amen. Um, and it's also a way, a way to, I'm just looking at another one. We're talking about this. It's another way to heal wounds of the heart with the oil of forgiveness, forgiving those who have hurt us. And medicating the wounds we have caused others. Yep. It's a way of recognizing that kind of stuff too. Yeah. I think the, the scripture verse I mentioned earlier, never let the, the sun go down on your anger. I think it behooves us to seek out those the wrong us and forgive them. Even if they're not showing contrition at the time. One of the things that always grabs my attention when I'm reading through the Lord's Prayer is that he says, you will be forgiven according to how will you forgive others? It's a mm. bit of a paraphrase. So yeah. that inspires me to forgive other people because I don't want to not be forgiven at the end of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how, how can we not share the way that the Father has forgiven us? Right. How can we not share that in turn? You know, like who are we to stand in the way yeah. of that mercy and forgiveness that's being sent from the Father? So much has been forgiven to us that we have to extend that to those who owe us very little comparatively. Well, I just want to point out the last one on here. I know um, if you just Google search Pope Francis New Year's Resolutions 2016, you'll be able to find this information really easy. But the last one I think is just funny. Like, I feel like he just kind of like said it as like a little quip yeah, at the okay, end. Yeah, he was walking out. <laughs> In typical Pope Francis way. Yeah. Uh, but he said, make sure your Christmas is about Jesus and not about shopping. Right. And... How cool is that just for daily life? Like, make sure it's about Jesus yeah. and not just about the routine, and not yeah. just what society is telling you is important. Yeah, make sure everything you do is about Jesus today and in this week, especially your resolutions. You don't want to resolve to do something that ultimately doesn't lead you to be the best version of yourself. Mm. It doesn't help you find Christ in the world. Yeah, yeah, yes. And become more Christ in the world, too. Yeah. Well, good luck with all of your resolutions <laughs> this year. We hope that our discussion helped you a little bit. Hopefully, Pope Francis's resolutions inspired you to go out yeah. and forgive others and become the men or women that God is calling you to be. And uh, be gentle with yourself, too. 
you know, if you've already not lived up to what you hoped you would be at this point in January with your New Year's resolutions, there's always time to start again. Yeah, you've got 11 months to figure this out. <laughs> Just for 2017. That is good. That is a lot of potential right there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. We are so grateful that you listened in. And we'll see you again next week. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Fools for Christ with Kimmy Zeiler and Dan Boyd. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.